Hello and welcome to Well Branded, the podcast, a place where you and I get the opportunity to engage with interesting personalities from all over the world and explore the success behind their brands, their strategy, and their vision. Lydia, welcome to the Well Branded podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. First podcast ever, so happy to be doing it with you. Excellent. That's very exciting. Now, we're going to start off finding out a little bit more about you. Um, Tell us your story. Where are you? Where have you come from? What's brought you to your Lydia's Kitchen brand? Okay. um, Well, that's really broad. So I'm going to start by saying um, I'm in Canada right now. I'm in Montreal. I actually got here a few weeks ago to be with my family just before this whole crisis started um Mm -hmm. so i'm here in uh under under um sort of loose lockdown with my kids until all this blows over Mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully we'll be coming to dubai once everything sort of stabilizes again um but i am so i'm originally from montreal i've been living in the uae in dubai for the past 15 years Mm -hmm. And uh, actually my first big move from Montreal and kind of moved there and loved it and, uh, and stayed, had my kids there. um, And yeah, the rest is sort of history. So I feel once you move past the sort of eight to 10 year stage, then you, then you like, you're proper, you're solid, your community. And we miss you. I haven't seen you in ages, which, which yeah. I this, know, this whole, I miss um, you too. It's crazy. This whole separation isn't good. But, you know, I've, I've followed Lydia's Kitchen as a brand long before we actually met. Um, and in terms of the, the brand as an entity of its own, how did it come about? You know, did you come to Dubai with a job? Did you come looking for a job? How did the brand start and how did it evolve over the years? No, actually, I came to Dubai. I, um, I came to Dubai with my husband. So as I said, 15 years ago, and I wasn't working mm-hmm. at the time. And I've always loved to cook and I've always really loved to entertain. Uh, after, my first, after my first son was born, I started catering from my kitchen. I started doing some office parties and there was just sort of an evolution of that that developed into a, a small boutique catering company called Lydia's Kitchen. So mm-hmm. I did that for about 10 years. And a few years ago, I decided to share my love of cooking and my love of writing and sort of merge those two together and start a blog called Lydia's Kitchen. And that kind of evolved into what it is now. So the culinary spotlights and the content creation um, that evolved as a result of my blog and my website. Now, going back to you said you started it after you had your first son, did you have formal training in, in, you know, culinary and cuisine and cooking and chef school, or was it purely a passion project that was just pure raw talent that manifested and was just channeled in the right direction? Yeah. So, um, exactly that. Um, no formal training at all. I've always had, um, I've always loved to cook. It's always been a passion of mine since I was, since I was a little girl, Um, you know, playing with my pots and pans in the kitchen, and it just kind of evolved. Um, Yeah, it was an evolution, and there was never any, I've never taken any culinary classes, I've read books, I've watched cooking shows, I'm completely, completely self-taught. So that is how the, uh, the catering evolved. Well, that's phenomenal, and I know having eaten way too many, um, 
of your dishes, especially that pecan pie, which is <laughs> when your back is going to be that at the top of the pie. order list. That pecan pie that is haunting me. But that's phenomenal because I think one of the things we focus on or that I like to focus on is the emphasis or the lack of emphasis placed on how passion can produce a very finite skill um, and, and the sort of determination that goes behind someone that's determined to make a career work and determined to make, you know, they know they want to do something, they have a passion for it and they follow it through. I don't want to say it overrides any formal education, but I definitely think it's, it's equal in strength to that. Would you agree? It is. It is. But I have to say, having worked with many chefs um, in Dubai and um, now I'm starting to work with chefs in other parts of the world as well, to see that skill in action um, is is quite phenomenal on its own. I think there's a lot to be said, as you said, to develop your passion and have that sort of um, talent come to fruition on your own over time. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Um, but I also mm. think on the flip side of that, to have that culinary skill is something that I'm really impressed by. And I think that's one of the reasons yeah. why I love to work with chefs. And I'm just sort of blown away by, by that skill that they have and that passion that they have. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, I've, I've followed you and, and sort of admired the way that you've combined quite a few different I won't say contrasting, let's just say different elements um, when sort of developing and creating Lydia's brand as well as Lydia's kitchen brand. And, and two of those elements that particularly stand out to me because of my own personal interest is fashion and food. And you've seen to sort of seamlessly put those two um, industries into one very nicely packaged model. How does that work? How did that come about? Was it just purely a a chance thing or did you sort of strategize towards how you brought those two worlds together? So the food and fashion, um, that combination was totally accidental. Um, I had been, so if you want to sort of go way back when I had been writing my mm -hmm. blog and I shared very little of myself on my blog and on social media. It was very, very fo food focused when I first started. And then I had this idea to to go into the kitchen with chefs and document their experience or the experience and the magic that goes on in the kitchen and beyond. And when I when I shot my first or little editorial feature, I thought it would be nice to sort of to go in wearing a dress or wearing something that I'd entertain in rather than wearing mm -hmm. an apron and a kind of chef's uniform or what have you. And that was really well received. And I was, I was surprised at what, how much focus there was on what I was wearing on the shoes and on the dress. So that just sort of mm. evolved as an extension of who I am. I mean, that's how I dress. It's how I cook um, when I have people over. Um, yeah. So, so this is, it was kind of accidental and it just evolved. And I think, you know, as, as content creators and being on social media, we put out a lot of ourselves and that kind mm -hmm. of gives us the freedom to express who we are within those mediums. So that's, that's how yeah. it evolved. Well, I think in a lot of the conversations um, that I've been having with, with professionals across industries, there's definitely a strong you know, story element to every brand, regardless of what industry that brand is. And I think more and more with the exposure we have on social media, as well as sort of other mediums, 
the full package, the full lifestyle package that gets attached to whether it's food or finance or fashion, there's a greater demand for that from audiences. Absolutely. That whole narrative that goes behind every brand is, is so important. And I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how everything evolves now um, after this, Mm. after this crisis and see, you know, what, what kind of direction these brands are, are going to take. Now, Lydia, you created quite a unique concept with the culinary spotlights. Could you tell me a bit more about that? So the culinary spotlights really evolved um, with my desire to go into the kitchen and highlight chefs and the experience and sort of that behind the scenes element that we don't get to see as diners and restaurants. So really to go in there and showcase the magic and the beauty that happens in the kitchen. So um, my first spotlight that I did was at La Serre, um, La Serre, downtown Dubai. And mm-hmm. that actually, I, so I had this idea. I was actually at Koya about a month before it was my birthday. And that's where I had the idea to kind of go into the kitchen and, and, and you know, sort of highlight the chefs. Um, and after that, Harper's Bazaar had approached me to do um, a little editorial piece on Lydia's kitchen and they did a photo shoot with um, me and my kids and part of that photo shoot was in La Serre so it was sort of it was kind of a no-brainer for me to just sort of take that and run with it and you know say hey guys can I go into your kitchen and uh, and shoot with a chef and you know they were obliging and we shot a sort of pilot um, with Mm. La Serre and in that instead of wearing a kind of Instead of wearing a chef's uniform, I, I wore what I would wear when I entertain at home. So I wore a dress and heels, um, worked with the chef. The experience was great. Um, we did a recipe together. Um, the shoot really captured what, what goes on behind the scenes in the kitchen. Um, and after I had released that, that piece, there was an equal amount of attention on the fashion bit as there was on that food bit. So I had sort of different audiences that were engaging with that content, um, which was super interesting and very unexpected. Mm. So that piece sort of catapulted the rest of my spotlights um, in terms of pulling in the element of lifestyle into the kitchen rather than solely focusing on the food. There were different elements of, of, um, of lifestyle that I could pull into those pieces, if that makes sense. So it was after that piece at La Serre that, um, you know, that, that really marked the beginning of, of a different path for Lydia's Kitchen in terms of, you know, solely focusing on my kitchen. Um, so after that, I did wind up shooting at Koya. Um, I wound up um, getting my license for Lydia's Kitchen um, through, through N5, um, D3. And um, yeah, the spotlights just evolved from there. Um, and I started pulling in fashion brands and different retail groups into the mix to, uh, to highlight those pieces and those features. Mm. What was the um, re- sort of response, I want to say, maybe, um, from fashion brands and clothing brands and non-food related concepts to what you had packaged? Well, it was really interesting because at the onset of Lydia's Kitchen, it was very, very um, much of a, a food focus when it was, you know, solely a blog. It was just food. And once I started putting um, putting fashion and lifestyle into the mix, I, I got a different viewership. I would have, 
you know, I would say from the, the, the sort of the viewer's perspective, a lot of, you know, I had people that might not be so interested in the, the cooking bit that would, you know, sort of view that lifestyle element. What is she wearing? Um, where is the dress from? Where are the shoes from? And then I'd have that mix of foodies and non-foodies together, um, which was quite interesting. And, and I started getting approached by different fashion brands to wear their clothing and to showcase their their products so that that was kind of interesting and it was a bit of a surprise I didn't expect it to go that route I thought you know the fashion element was just an extension of who I am I'm going to wear a pretty dress I'm going to wear great shoes um Mm. and it you know I was I was really surprised at the interest it piqued from the community and from um you know from followers and from viewers you know there's a a fair bit of criticism well I don't want to say criticism that's probably a very harsh word there's two camps really on the lifestyle branding perspective. And, you know, there's some, I want to say personal brands that believe, you know, you stick to what you know, if your industry is fitness, you just do fitness, you just do sneakers and you just do fitness gear and you don't venture out into food that you eat and what you do in your spare time and what car you drive. Mm -hmm. And then the opposite side of the camp is, you know, the contrasting that it is a lifestyle and everything needs to be packaged. And, you know, I think there's there's two there's pros and cons to either side, but I think I'm always in favor of what you've done um, because I believe in every viewer. We're we're not one dimensional as humans. So, like I put out something maybe about my son one day, the next day it's about fashion, yeah. the next day it's about business. As humans, we are multi dimensional. So I think that approach of yours, um, you know, it, it was really it was progressive for a food related brand for a food related personal brand. It was definitely um, a step in the right direction. So, so when I when I started merging those worlds together, I have to say that I did um, I did get a fair amount of criticism. There were several people yeah. that didn't get it. Uh, I lost followers. I I had the whole, you know, who what does she think she's doing? It's the most ridiculous thing to wear a beautiful dress. How can she be wearing couture in the kitchen? <laughs> and yeah, you know that's fine um you resonate who you resonate with and yeah getting back to what you said earlier i think you know we really are multifaceted people and mm. you know we're not just one dimensional and if it works for you it works for you and if if it's content that you don't want to engage with then that's your prerogative you know move on and you know find what yeah. you like um i'm really happy sort of focusing on that broad perspective. Um, yeah. You know, I think there is just, there's, there's so much that you can cover. Um, and, you know, you, you sort of, you, you can, you can shift from one day to the next and not just, you know, there are times where things are going to be very food focused and other times where it will be a little bit more fluid, a little bit more fashion related. And I think, you know, mm. that's life and that's the direction that I'm headed in. And yeah. Well, I, I think that's great. I mean, you know, a big part of um, what as well branded in, in the coaching and the training and the, the ebooks and the webinars, you know, there's there's the trigger words that will always come up. And one of them is always authenticity. And you've got to be who you are. You know, if you're not in chef's whites when you're in the kitchen, it's who you are. You know, that, that glamorous fashion, um, I mean, how you can look um, as amazing as you do and cook and get everything together 
it's a mystery to me, <laughs> but I'm fascinated by it. You know, oh, I'm, for you to the be a fly on the wall the... at my house when I'm getting ready, darling. <laughs> if you, you don't saw when I, like, when I like just got a roast chicken stuck in the <laughs> oven with a couple of potatoes on the side. But, you know, it's the multiple layers that appeal to me as a, as a woman or the next person that may be a man. Or It's the, the different sides to us that keep audiences guessing, that keep them interested, that keep them um you know, understanding that you are not just wearing one hat because none of us do wear one hat. You know, even the most bland person, bless her soul, does not wear one hat. And like you said, you know, audiences that don't follow your journey are just not meant to be there, oh. A, and B, you don't need. So at the end of the day, you know, as your brand evolves, so will your audience. They'll either grow with you, they'll grow away from you, um, you know, they'll, they'll grow faster than you, but that's just the journey and that's, that's perfectly fine. It's all part of, of being your authentic self. It is. And I think that's just it. You know, I think if you if you follow your passion, you follow your heart, um, you know, the the followers or the, the viewers, the readers, they will come. And the ones that that don't want to be part of it, you know, they'll fall away. And that's fine. That's fine. But it's it's funny that, you know, you mentioned earlier how you get a roast chicken and how you, you can't imagine being glamorous in the kitchen. Well, there was um, an Instagram follower that sent me a message a while back and she said, you know, she said, I wish I could look as glamorous as you when I'm cooking. So my reply was, well, you don't see me at 6 a.m. when I'm trying to get my kids ready for school when I'm wearing a hairnet <laughs> and I'm in my gym clothes. And her reply was, I didn't need that visual. <laughs> So Lydia's Kitchen started off as a catering concept and has evolved to something so much bigger, so perfectly packaged. Um, I want to say a complete lifestyle product. But that process of evolution never stops, as we know, with branding, PR, marketing. Um, you know, where do you see your process going? So at the onset of Lydia's Kitchen, it really started off as an organic kind of um, an organic process. It was really a passion project. You know, I wanted to go into the kitchen, showcase the magic with the chefs and restaurants and sort of fit that alongside my own cooking and add some elements of fashion to that. Um, so really there was no structure in the beginning. And obviously that's changed. Um, and, you know, at the moment I'm taking this time, this sort of quiet time that we're all having to sort of retract and refocus on the brand and how things are going, um, you know, just in mm. terms of what it is that Lydia's Kitchen stands for. I am definitely going in the direction of an online publication, creating more content, mm -hmm. more around the chefs, more around the restaurants when we're able to travel again, which I hope is soon, sooner than later. Um, there will be yeah. more international work. Uh, definitely, I'll definitely be based out of Dubai, but a lot more work, a lot more global work around the world with chefs and restaurants. There, there will be more in my own kitchen, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, more cooking videos, more recipes, more about cooking like a chef at home, taking the skills that I'm learning from the chefs that I highlight um, and the little secrets that I've learned and picked up on the way. And there are many, mm -hmm. trust me, um, that you can take in your own home yeah. to sort of elevate your own cooking and beyond that. Well, well, I just, I have to interrupt you there, but I just know from a five minute conversation 
telling you how my scones weren't the right shape. You gave me about three tips that like could change anyone's scone life, you know, about freezing and rolling. And so if, if this is the direction you're going, I think me and along with many other people will be quite relieved that we have um, this kind of expert advice. But, you know, in terms of the direction of the brand, I think, you know, you mentioned travel. Um, you know, the, there's, a, there's a huge question mark, obviously, hanging over the when and the what will that be for everyone post what we're in now. But when you say travel, how do you see that happening? Is it going to be visiting chefs around the world or, you know, just going and collecting? What would that process give us? Give us highlights. Well, okay. So just before the um, COVID-19 crisis started, I had started traveling and I did two spotlights. I did one in London with chef Tom Aikens at Muse and I did one in Montreal with the iconic Restaurant L'Express. Both are on my website. So I started working with chefs abroad Mm -hmm. and you know I think moving forward we'll have to see how the travel bit goes post-COVID but it really would be going into different restaurants showcasing what happens in different restaurants around the world and you know, what was interesting about those two spotlights that I did with Chef Tom and Restaurant, uh, Restaurant L'Express was how different, I mean, different cities have different approaches in terms of how, you know, what they bring to the table um, from the back end of the restaurants. And mm. showcasing that uniqueness is really interesting, you know, in, in terms of showcasing different cultures and what they bring to the table, um, what they bring to yeah. the table, pardon the pun, just kind of amassing Mm. all that information and bringing it back to my kitchen and bringing it back into Dubai. Um, There's a lot of that that's going to happen. Again, let's see when that's, when that will start again, Um, hopefully sooner than later, but just picking up those tips and recipes and those experiences and, you know, who doesn't want to get lost in travel and who doesn't want to get lost in, in a culinary experience somewhere else in the world that they've never been to or that they want to go to or a place that they want yeah. to revisit? Yeah. I mean, you know, just speaking from personal experience, we're, we're in no way um, food experts. We'd, we'd like to call ourselves pseudo foodies, I guess. But, you know, we, we went for lunch to um, 11 Madison mm. Park in New York and just... The tour of the back end, I want to say, equated to the meal. Just seeing the kitchen and how it worked and, you know, from a completely amateur perspective. So with no knowledge of the science behind the different stations or the chefs or the the tags or the labels, but just standing and observing this kitchen just operate. And the one thing I took away from me from that kitchen was that it was the most quiet kitchen I have ever been in isn't that incredible though how how it operates like a well-oiled machine um it was it was it was I want to say without sounding overly dramatic it was on par with this theater experience like it was just incredible this is this is the thing this is the beauty and the magic behind the culinary world you know you can you can have that as you're saying, you know, it's a beautiful sort of theatrical experience. And then on the flip side, you can have a hustling, bustling, crazy, chaotic space. You know, they're all so different and they're all so unique. And every chef, everyone that takes part in that experience um, just has something different to bring to the table. It's really quite remarkable. 
Yeah. And I mean, just looking at, you know, the, the, the content you put out and the way you beautifully package it and the photos and, you know, the, the Louboutin heel that's just stepping into the restaurant, there's, there's, a mag- there's a world of magic. There's a fairy tale that I think your readers and your audience gets taken on. And I think being able to then take that and transport it on a plane to India, where you were um, not so long ago, and then London, which are very contrasting um, landscapes, but equally as, um, what's the word I want to say, like completely absorbing the reader and the follower and the social media user into that experience. And I think that for me is what I find most intriguing about Thank you. what you do. Um, and I think if that's, that's what you're working towards bringing more of, I, I, I think Lydia's Kitchen as a brand is, is really going to skyrocket because it's, you're giving people escapism really through a fairy tale of food and fashion and, you know, fascination. Um, And that's, that's something pretty special. Thank you. I I love, I love the power of, of a beautiful image or, you know, a beautiful, a beautiful dress, a beautiful plate. I think it all, it all goes together. Um, Yeah. I thank you Zahira. That's really nice. It's, that's just me being completely honest. Like that's where, you know, just as a sidebar, you know, Andrew and I travel a lot and, and we, we love food. We're obsessed with food and food experiences from like the cheap, you know, probably rat running around the kitchen type, you know, shoddy Asian there's no, joint to 11 no Madison Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say about the road coaches in New York, right? Like, let's, let's just, but we love, we love them equally. Yeah. Well, I hear you. As much. Yeah. <laughs> We, we love them equally as much, but, you know, what we, there's a limitation to what we understand by that experience. And, you know, we can go, yeah, that combination of flavors was awesome. And I can taste this and this and this. And that's probably where the line is drawn before we start sounding a bit stupid. Right. But it's once you go that extra step of having a sense of knowledge and combining that and also just repackaging that to put out to people is is amazing. It's an amazing thing and I think, to do. I think everyone has a story. Every restaurant has a story. You know, and I think, again, getting back to social media and as content creators, putting yourself out there and, you know, Lydia's Kitchen is I, I am I am my brand. So that kind of mm. I'm fortunate that I get to put that extension of who I'm who I am out there with the fashion and and the food and the cooking and and, you know, really trying to uncover those stories and and doing it as authentically um as possible, um, being true to who I am. And, um, you know, hopefully I'm able to get those stories, you know, to do those, those chefs and restaurants and destinations justice. Yeah, no, I, and I, I mean, just from seeing what you've done, you, you're doing it, you're doing it a hundred percent and it looks beautiful. But before I let you go, I have one more question talking about chefs and destinations. So Montreal, Canada's home, what are some of your insider must see, let's say top three, foodie spots and don't say Schwartz because <laughs> that's just not no. fair to start having images of it what would you recommend as your top um, definitely Restaurant L'Express um, I think L'Express it's one of Montreal's it is Montreal's oldest bistro um, they've got quite a remarkable story I mean just in terms of of traditional bistro fare it's second to none it's it's wonderful the other restaurant I would recommend would be Damas. It is um, high-end Syrian cuisine. Beautiful, beautiful place. The chef is phenomenal. Food is incredible. 
Um, it's an experience. Wonderful. I mean, again, these, sh- these restaurants are all temporarily closed. A lot of them are offering takeout and delivery right now. So, mm. you know, hopefully when everything, yeah. um, when everything reopens again, these are definitely places for you to revisit. And the third, mm-hmm. um, I mean, these are in no particular order. So Joe Beef, David McMillan's yeah, yeah. Um, iconic restaurant in, uh, in Montreal, which really changed the landscape of Montreal and put it on the map um, globally. You've got to try Joe Beef or one of his other restaurants, uh, Liverpool House, Le Vin Papillon. Really incredible. These are all great experiences. And there are so many. There are so many. Montreal really is... It's got a great foodie culture. It is very, I would say, um, you know, compare it to somewhere like Dubai that has a lot of sort of more grandi- grandiose um, restaurants where, you know, a l- little mm. bit more theatrics involved. Everything is so big and polished and grand. Montreal is a lot more low key. So to kind of explore that side mm-hmm. of, of the food world is, is really something. Um, yeah. Great city. I'm happy to be here. I'm really sad that I can't yeah. support the restaurants um, in, in in a stronger way right now. Um, but um, yeah, I you know, and I also want to shout yeah. out to everybody in Dubai. Um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of our great restaurants are doing takeout and delivery. Support these guys. They're going through a really really tough time right now globally. It is, uh, you know, we know that. Many industries are are a mess, but particularly the restaurant industry. I know, you know, in Dubai, Reef Kushiaki in Dar al Wasl is doing a great job at delivery. BB Social Dining, um, you know, they're delivering. They've got a great menu on offer. So many of these places are just uh, doing what they can to sort of kind of shift gears. And, you know, it must be really tough to sort yeah. of shift to takeout and delivery after being a, a fine dining or a dine-in restaurant. My hat's off to all of them. They're Absolutely. doing a phenomenal yeah. job. And yeah. I know it's not easy. So, you know, to the, the restaurateurs and chefs and anyone that's involved in that in that industry at the moment, you know, just uh, as much, I'm doing as much as we can to to support them during this crazy time. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Now, before I let you go, I know I said this on the last two questions, yes. I think. But BB, you posted something oh, on your the Instagram the oh other day God. that just looked like <laughs> happiness in a picture. Can you please tell me what that is? Because it has been haunting me. And I know they deliver. They deliver. Yes. And I just. So what I posted was their signature bow nun. Mm-hmm. It's made out of a bow dough. Now, if you remember a while ago when you were at BB, you tried a, what was it? The soft shell crab dough, the sh- soft shell crab bow, sorry. So yes. it's the same dough, oh. but it's sweetened yeah. and it's yeah. sort of fried and turned into an elevated donut, or as I've called it, the donut sexy cousin. So that is, so it's turned into this sort of yeah. beautiful kind of sort of donut that's been fried and sugar coated and that's served with a beautiful fresh cream and a homemade strawberry jam and you just kind of rip it apart with your hands you spread on some of that cream and dollop it with jam and you dig right in it's beautiful phenomenal and worth a little trip to i would say a trip to the gym but it's worth you know, a workout on your night out. <laughs> a few workouts. <laughs> a, a few extra push-ups. Push a few extra push-ups in the garden, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's excellent. 
Lydia, thank you so much for chatting to us. We cannot wait to have you back in the desert, perhaps for a, a little dine around to make up for all the lost time and, and support all the wonderful restaurants that we have here. But please stay home and stay safe while you're in Canada. And thank you so much for chatting to us on Such a pleasure, the Well Branded Podcast. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to come back to Dubai. I'm counting down the months or the days. I don't know when that will be, but definitely a little dine around is in order. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you for joining me on an episode of Well Branded, the podcast. Subscribe for the latest episode right to your inbox and pop by the website at www.bewellbranded.com. You'll find me on Instagram and Facebook at Be Well Branded, and I would love to hear from you. I hope to catch you on the next episode soon.